The following is a presentation of the Belly Up Sports Media Network. Pressure, throws it to Eckler on the screen. He's got a block to the 10, to the 5, into the end zone. High pass. Did Williams make that catch? My goodness. For a first down, Herbert with time. Now running out of time. Throws on the run. Down the sideline. Caught in the end zone. Keenan Allen for the touchdowns. Throws, and again it's intercepted. And that's Asante Samuel. Here's another one. Oh, watch out. How did it feel when Derwin James absolutely powerbombed the f*** out of you on national television? You're listening to the Shock Therapy Podcast with Tyler Lawrence and Zach Alfers. And before we get into our show, I want to talk a little bit about Mahler Bros. If you go to MahlerBros.com, take a look at their website, you're going to find some great golf-related products. I'm talking about those frat boy golf polos made of polyester and spandex. Uh, these premium polos, they help wick away moisture. They keep you cool in the fairway. I'm talking about fabric that feels soft and provides a slim, wrinkle-free fit. Shoulder seams that are designed to provide mobility in your golf swing. By the way, they've got like 50 different kinds of designs that are just awesome. They're going to make you look good. Uh, also, they got drinkware for those early morning golf outings with your buddies. Plenty of tumblers and mugs uh, for bringing coffee out onto the green. Also, be sure to check out some of their signature tees. Uh, don't wait to try out some of this awesome golf apparel. Upgrade your golf attire at MahlerBros.com. Get 15% off at Mahler Bros. That's belly up at checkout. 15% off Mahler Bros. Turn heads on the golf course when you wear Mahler Bros. What's up, Zach? Let's get into this. It's free Yo. agency. We're here. Uh, we haven't made a whole lot of moves, but there is a whole bunch of stuff to talk about. I'm uh, doing one of these because I just got an ESPN notification. Want to check your? Did, did you get this one too? I have not. Who do we sign? The 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 best looking dog in in the dog show is coming back. Morgan Fox is a Charger for the next season. Um, this just came across my my phone. We, oh, I don't that know. is huge. That's huge. I don't know what the deal is. Um, but that that is a tremendous hole that we no longer need to address. Morgan Fox is really, really coming uh, along nice. He, he understands that defense, uh, a really important um, interior pass rusher for us, which is coming just more and more important in today's NFL. Um, Morgan Fox is coming back, and I'm excited. I, <laughs> way to kick off the show. Let's keep it going. Yeah, that's huge. That's actually was the biggest hole I saw remaining on our defense right now was Morgan Fox, who is going to take over for that position. Uh, that's huge. He was such a, a, a valuable player to us last season uh, in the run as a interior pass rusher. Like that is a huge, I'm so glad that you went and popped off like that. That's awesome. Uh, it came across my, so ESPN is always like the first app that I get when I get a new phone. Um, and it's one of the only apps that I'll keep notifications on. And so it's little stuff like that where it'll, it just makes my day. Yeah, that's awesome. So Morgan Fox was is a, a huge part of this defense. Wow. Uh, and he fits Brandon Staley's scheme so well. I'm really excited to see, uh, maybe not super excited, but interested to see what that contract looks like because I saw that his agent was expecting his value between 8 to $10 million a year. That's going to eat into the Chargers already little. Uh, Chargers have about $10,000 or $10,000, $10 million left uh in spending space this season um and there's some big contracts still coming up in the following couple seasons uh you're talking about you know almost 50 percent of our salary cap in keenan allen mike williams uh and uh jc jackson Corey lindsley i think are, are the uh, joey bosa and Cleo max so those guys are like taking up like 50 percent of next year's cap so the fact that we got morgan fox is just huge yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see. I'm, I'm excited for the numbers to come out. I, and I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that that position group today has just been all over the place. There's a, a lot of um, moving going on. You know, Draymond Jones, Zach Allen, Demarcus Walker, all in different spots. 
Uh, Fletcher Cox got a new deal. Javon Hargrave is, is going over to San Francisco. Dalvin Tomlinson, Shai Tuttle, all these got Sheldon Rankins. All of these guys got deals today. So I wonder if that factored into the to, to Morgan Fox's discussions that he, him and his agent have been having. Uh, I, I wonder if the 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 well just went dry on there, and then the Chargers, whatever they had on the table, was the best uh, to come across his desk. Um, interesting to to see those those final numbers. All right, before we get into to other players that the Chargers have signed in free agency, let's talk about Trey Pipkins getting a three-year, $21.75 million deal. That averages $7.25 million over three years. That could be a steal if if he continues his upward trajectory. Uh, I think that he was probably the, the most important free agent that the Chargers had to go and re-sign. Uh, and as soon as they re-signed him, they let go of Matt Filer. So it seemed like uh, Matt Filer's being on this roster really depended upon whether or not the Chargers figured out their right tackle situation. Um, sucks for Matt Filer. I thought Matt Filer was pretty good in his first season. Last year had a little bit of a down year. Uh, but Trey Pipkins is, is such a huge uh, addition just because of the position being right tackle uh, for protecting Justin Herbert. Uh, and he's homegrown talent. And it, it took him three years to to get into the groove on that fourth year, really came out strong, played through an injury, played well even throughout the injury. But having him under contract for the next three seasons is just a, a big boost to this Chargers team. No, I'm excited. For, for the first time in a long time, we have a, a a solid starting five on on that offensive line. Um, it, it's crazy what just two years addressing that unit um, does for a team. This this team compared this of, offensive line to two years, three years ago, um, completely different. You got a bunch of. I love the combination of young up and coming rookies with the 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 presence of Corey Lindsley right there in the middle, kind of leading the charge. Um, I, I'm excited. It, Trey Pipkins deserved that contract, and you, you don't let young, up-and-coming players at that position uh, leave in free agency. I think the Chargers did a phenomenal job restructuring the the big guys um, at the top of the depth chart um, to be able to have some so, some room to operate with the Trey Pipkins, uh, getting a deal done with um, Morgan Fox. So all of that, it, all credit to the, the Chargers front office. It might not be the most flashy or exciting, but all of these moves are necessary. Um, and I'm at this point way more excited than I was anticipating I'd be uh, at this point, day one, not a couple hours into uh, free agency. So phenomenal start. Um, love to keep this momentum going through the draft and, in, and, into, and into training camp. And the other thing you got to take into account, the Chargers have five starting offensive linemen under contract for the next three seasons, no matter That's, what. Yeah, huge. So from left to right, you've got Rayshon Slater. He's still got three years left on his, his rookie deal, plus a fifth-year option. Uh, left guard is going to be Jamari Sawyer with the release of Matt Filer. Jamari Sawyer played really good at left tackle. Uh, the team saw him first as a guard uh, injuries kind of forced him into the left tackle position, played fairly well as a fifth round draft pick. Uh, I would say he played outstanding for where he was drafted. He's oh, yeah. probably going to to slot in at left guard with the ability for injury to uh, be the team's swing tackle. And, and they can figure out, you know, backup uh, interior offensive linemen, uh, either through free agency or in the draft. Uh, Corey Lindsley's under contract for the next three seasons. Uh, right guard, Zion Johnson, we still have him under contract for the next uh, three seasons, plus uh, four seasons, plus a fifth-year option, um, including fifth-year option. And then you got Trey Pipkin. So left to right, that's continuity on the offensive line. And this shouldn't, in my opinion, I don't think the Chargers should shy away from drafting another uh, interior or uh, outside uh, lineman in this draft within the first three rounds. No, um, I, I love the, the, the new Staley era led uh, Charger team, how they've gone all in on addressing um, this offensive line. But what I think this move does, most importantly, there's no longer a hole on the starting lineup. But you're always looking to improve your roster where you can, but it, it, it no, it, it's no longer a need. And so it allows Telesco come draft day to go the best player available. If that best player is a, an offensive lineman, or you're adding to your depth, 
Um, you're just making this team better. Um, you're, you always want pieces, but the, the need is not there. It's not necessary. The starting guys are in place. Anything at this point is just going to add to the depth, uh, which has been a, a problem for, for the Chargers, especially on, on that unit. It was last year. It seems it's always we never go in. We never finished the year with the starting five linemen that we we went in anticipating. So um, anywhere we can add some more depth pieces, get some more developmental guys. Uh, Corey Lindsay's not going to be able to play at the level he's playing at forever. Um, that's just the reality. So whenever you can, you know, hedge those bets uh, to make it from you know not having to rebuild um, and just adding pieces here and there once you know pieces fall off. Um, that's exactly where you want to be, and I think that the Chargers are trending in the right direction at that position. Uh, in other news, the Chargers re-signed Easton Stick to a one-year, $1.8 million deal. He's going to be the backup quarterback. Uh, I think that they're probably going to to find somebody in the sixth, seventh round, maybe like a Stetson Bennett, uh, a Malik Cunningham, somebody else to kind of bring in uh, to groom as, as kind of that third option. Um, and then uh, Foster Sorrell and Cameron Dicker were both tendered. Uh, they did not release uh, DeAndre uh, Dustin Hopkins, which means there's going to be a kicking battle, which makes a lot of sense because uh, Dustin Hopkins doesn't cost the team very much money to keep him on the roster. If they do cut him in training camp, that's going to be a post June 1st cut. That'll be an additional $2 million in cap space that they can use uh, into the season. Uh, and it gives Cameron Dicker some competition in training camp. So not thinking that a second-year player is just going to be given the reins, which is going to be awesome. Uh, Foster Sorrell started one game last season uh, over Storm Norton. Probably going to be your swing tackle um, and, and a pinch if you, if you need him to do that. We'll see how he progresses during training camp. Uh, but those are your, your big signings. Uh, in terms of new free agents, let's talk about Eric Kendricks. What, what did you think about the Eric Kendricks signing? I was excited um, just for the fact I, I love Drew Tranquil. I, I've, I thought he was a phenomenal player for us and I'm excited to see the, the deal that he ends up getting. Uh, Cause I, I think he's going to deserve it in the end. Um, but I, I love Eric Kendricks. I've always been a phenomenal or, or a big fan of his uh, big energy guy, um, a, a veteran in this league, a guy who can do a little bit of everything for you um, can cover, can blitz. Um, he, he gives you a lot. And I think the most important thing is the veteran leadership that you're adding to a group that an important position to, and a group that has a lot of young guys with Kenneth Murray's coming back. Uh, we got Alma and Aguambiga in house, uh, a lot of young guys and not saying that Drew is not a leader, but he just hasn't been performing at the all pro level, um, uh, year in, year out that, that Eric Kendricks does. So, just that level of maturity that he brings to a, a position group that hasn't been good um, historically here in, in Los Angeles. Um, I, I just think the guy brings so much beyond just the, the play on the field. He, he, he's a guy who goes about his work the right way. Um, and I, I think it sends the message to the rest of the league and to guys who we have on the roster right now. The Chargers are, are all in on this, this window uh, of competing at the highest level. Um, they're going to do everything they can to – add supplemental pieces here and here and there. Uh, but I think Eric Kendricks is a phenomenal player and I can't wait to see him don the powder blue next season. You know, and it's sad because I, I think Drew Tranquil turned into a fan favorite very much. Oh, so he's... how Kaiser White did, right? Like he's yeah. a great teammate. He's a great personality. He's got his own podcast. Uh, he's very involved with the fan base. Uh, Eric Kendricks, 31 years old, former all pro former uh, butt kiss winner in college football. Uh, only one Pro Bowl to his name in, the, in that same year he got the All-Pro. Uh, I think he's more physical as a linebacker overall. Uh, he might have lost some of that uh, athleticism. I mean, he's 31, about to be 32 years old. So you'd expect some regression there. But he's still an above-average um, player in, in terms of coverage, right? So mm -hmm. uh, he's very, very good at carrying uh, crossers over the middle, uh, we've already seen a couple interceptions in this little highlight film right here, but overall, I, I really like the talent. I really like the the um, the the ability for him to be a captain. Uh, he's a very smart, instinctual player. Probably going to be wearing that green dot 
calling the defense uh, if he's able to pick it up in time. Uh, and he's just a, a team player too. Like he's a big locker room guy. He's from UCLA. So, you know, he's got that LA. I think he's oh, yeah. going to become a fan favorite very, very quickly. And I, I just, I love everything about the signing. Granted, we did not get to retain Drew Tranquil. I know there's a lot of talks that he, we could potentially still sign him. Uh, he is still unsigned. Uh, there isn't very many Chargers free agents who have, have been signed. No Nasir Adderley, uh, J.K. Stop, Scott's still out there. Um, we'll talk about Austin Eckler here in a bit. But in, in all, I just don't think that the Chargers have the finances to re-sign Drew Tranquil and to have that second plus. With the Chargers playing that penny front, right? You've got five defensive linemen down. You've got one linebacker and you've got five DBs. And that is the basis of the Chargers defense uh, with it being a pass-happy league. I just don't see the value in re-signing Drew Tranquil. And I think there's more value now with Eric Kendricks on this roster, uh, him finding a, a place to play somewhere else. So those are that's my thoughts on it. Uh, it's a two-year, $13 million deal. Feels like a little bit of a pay cut for like, like that it seems like a team friendly um, hometown type of deal for the Chargers. Uh, but he's he's an awesome athlete and a great person. And I'm really excited to see what he's able to do wearing the powder blue. Well, and, and it might be a scheme thing, but just looking at, at, at that tape, um, something that I noticed was just all of the tackle like just the depth that Eric Kendricks was when he's making these plays as opposed to, to tranquil. So it's kind of, and I think it might have a little bit to do with the front Minnesota's D line had a lot more synergy the last couple of years than, than ours has. Um, But look, he's always in the backfield. So uh, I think he's more of an attacking player. I feel like in in the run game, which is uh, absolutely something we need. I'm so sick and tired of, first contact for our defense being you know at five yards six yards into um you know where we're setting up so bringing the attack to the offense i love to see that and eric kendricks is is going to bring that on a play-to-play basis let's talk about austin eckler requesting the trade i i I know this is going to be painful for you but it's true like he outplayed his contract he signed a four-year 24 million dollars deal three seasons ago uh, this year is going to be his contract year. He's still very, very affordable at the price point he's at. Uh, the Chargers did negotiate with him on a contract extension. Uh, they couldn't come to terms of the value for paying playing, paying a running back who's going to be 28 years old. Um, and this is his last big payday. Another fan favorite. A lot of fans are kind of pissed that he's asking for more money. But let's be real. He earned it. He earned a huge payday, led the, the NFL in – Total touchdowns two seasons in a row. He's been healthy his entire career. Uh, his rookie season, it broke his hand, wrapped it up, and continued to play special teams uh, toward the end of the season. Uh, had a gruesome hamstring injury uh, the first year that he signed that big deal for him. Uh, came back the same season, something that would typically uh, end a, a season for a player. Uh, you're talking about like the tendons ripping off the bone and he managed to fight his way back to continue to play multiple games at the end of that year. What are your thoughts on Austin Eckler and, and you have any ideas, trade scenarios, anything like that of what we he's worth and if he's even going to be able to find a trade partner? Yeah. Uh, so a, a couple things. I mean, the first thing when I saw that as, as a fan of the team, I was, I, I was, uh, I was bummed out. Um, I was expecting, both sides to be able to get to a deal. Um, but I, I understand the business side of things, why it didn't get there. Um, chargers, obviously from their perspective, they're in a, a cap credit situation, have a, a small window there with, uh, Justin Herbert on his rookie contract. Um, they're trying to compete the highest level today. Um, and maybe Eckler doesn't fit in with that as far as, as the money goes. Um, as far as Eckler, He's already taken the pay cut. This this three year deal he signed uh, when he signed it that that was a team friendly deal. So he and he and he's getting older at a position that's devalued in the league at a at a a, a, a position that's historically injury prone. Uh, it's just the the nature of, of that position. They get banged up. He's not going to be able to play forever. This is his time to cash in. I just think that the the timing of things um, really 
don't really benefit Austin Eckler. Um, I don't think he's going to get what he's expecting. Um, the league has shown that they don't really value the position, but they don't really value him. Not going to the Pro Bowl, uh, not you know missing out on All Pro snubs. Uh, that he's not carried in. He's not looked at in the same light as uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, he's not on the same level as Christian McCaffrey, but he's not looked at as one of those elite pass catchers, uh, even though he plays running back. Um, he's just not looked at the same. So I don't think he's going to get what he's expecting. Um, I do think he's going to end up coming. I, I really hope he comes back. Um, I think the biggest thing going against him now is the new news coming out of Dallas that Ezekiel Elliott's the now on the market. So he's not even the number one running back on the market today. He doesn't have to compete with an Ezekiel Elliott whose play style kind of fits the mold more of what the NFL is looking for. Not every offense has a, a, a usage for um, an Austin Eckler. Now, I, I think a good landing spot would be like a Buffalo, um, a high-powered offense that uses that pass-catching um, type of, of back a, as a, a chess piece. But I just don't see the need there. Um, they got some young guys in-house. Uh, they went out and uh, traded for some guys last year, did some shuffling with Zach Moss and, and Singletary. So uh, I just don't think he's going to get what he wants. I, I understand wanting to test the market, um, see what's out there. Uh, I just don't think there's a whole lot at, at this time. And here's the other thing is Austin Eckler is not going to be valued as highly as a true running back who makes that, his money my... on the ground. Like that's right. That's the thing. And you're talking about Zeke, like Kellen Moore and Zeke have history together. That right off the bat makes it bad for Austin Eckler. Um, I've heard some talk that, you know, potentially maybe what this actually is, is Austin Eckler going out, finding his value, taking that value back to the Chargers, saying, hey, look, this is what I'm worth. If you trade for me, another team's already offered me, you know, a, a three-year, $30 million deal or something like that, uh, which, you know, it's just really difficult to to value running backs who are 28 years old. Uh, that 30, as soon as a running back hits 30, there's a steep cliff that, that they drop down. Uh, Austin hasn't showed any signs of regression. I think he's actually gotten better from year to year. Uh, but you're running back. You want to be a running back first and a pass catcher second. Um, you know, I feel like Austin Eckler was always at his best as a number two where uh, the, the sights weren't on him, where players uh, weren't looking at him as the most dominant threat on the ground. And he's been kind of handcuffed. Uh, he's gotten a lot of touches over the last couple seasons just being the only capable back at carrying the workload. But as a between the tackles runner, like he's not a tier one running back in that exact facet of the game. I mean, he's small, he runs hard, he bounces off tackles. Uh, he makes a lot of guys miss. Uh, and then he's got that threat as a receiver, but he's not a wide receiver, right? He's not going to be able to, to be able to make that kind of money. Um, and I don't necessarily know how many teams are willing to trade and sign a 30, 28-year-old running back to a, a $10 million deal and also give up a, a second, third, fourth round pick. I mean, the only comparable player that there is to him is Christian McCaffrey. Christian McCaffrey got traded to San Francisco last year for a second, third, and a fourth, and he already had the big contract. But yeah. I just don't think that Austin Eckler is the same type of exact running back in terms of, you know, take the ball with a dive, go down and, and pick up those yards, uh, creating for himself. It's just, it's, he's not at the tier of Christian McCaffrey. He's close, right? I think he's a tier two running back who is undervalued by a lot of teams, but being undervalued by a lot of teams does not make you a great trade candidate. Yes. He's got the touchdowns. Really? That's all he's got, right? Um, he's got, you know, he's a, he's a player that can get you 1,800 yards from scrimmage, but teams want a running back who can hit the hole, right? Austin Eckler is never going to be that. He's a offensive weapon, a, a tier two offensive weapon. Uh, he's earned a bigger payday. Uh, he's outplayed his contract. It was, a, it was a steal. It was a bargain. Yeah. The Chargers don't have the money to pay him, especially looking at the future, future being Justin Herbert, future being this – ridiculous cap situation we're going to have to figure out next season um and we have them under contract we have all the leverage we need the chargers 
are are in the driver's seat of this. So I don't know if I don't know how many teams are going to value him at the at what he is valued, right? Like his actual yeah. value as a player and his actual value at toward, toward a team. Yeah, and I think that's the the biggest disconnect here is is Austin Eckler's value of himself is not matching up with how teams view him. And I, I get it. I, I think he's a phenomenal player. I've never had a, a single bad thing to, to say about him on this show. I, I think he's a phenomenal talent. He's just different. And so I think teams are going to shy away just because he isn't a guy you can just plug in and play into every system. Um, he's a guy you kind of have to build around. He's he, he He's not everything you're looking for at the position. He's very different. I think there's value there. Uh, but like you were saying, he was at his prime when he was a number two, when he didn't have those touches. I'm not saying he can't run the football when asked. Uh, that's just not his strong suit. It's not where he's going to thrive. So uh, I hope he gets what he wants. Uh, and I hope what he wants is a, a, an extended contract with the Chargers because I, I love to watch the guy play. Um, really excited for the potential of bringing him back with the the ascent of Josh Kelly and uh, Isaiah Spiller there. Hopefully those guys can take the the between-the-tackles, hard-nosed runs that, that we're looking for and we're giving to Eckler at this point. Uh, so save a little bit of juice, as we're seeing here, so he doesn't get tackled from at, at the two-yard line. Um, but I, I really just don't think he's going to get nearly the same as what he wants. Um, and it, it's a very different situation than – than uh the melvin gordon situation at least that he's giving the the team enough time to find a a a comparable um replacement um and and he's not he's not holding out he's not holding back the team is he gonna play for us is he not so i i I like the straightforwardness about it i don't think you can compare the situations um just hope at the end of the day he gets what he wants um i'm praying that that is with with the chargers yeah, I, I, I hope so as well. Um, but if he's not, you know, what are we going to get for him? What do you think his value is in just a straight trade, just draft capital? What, what Are you going to get a first-round draft pick out of him? No, I think he's a – no. I, I think a first-round pick is, is a little too rich. Um, I kind of see like a, a third and a fourth, maybe like a second and a fifth. Um, I think he's a two-picks – are, are that'd be the most that I'd be willing. And I think they're going to be mostly if it's day two, it's going to be a later, like a mid day three pick. Um, otherwise I think three and four is kind of that. That's kind of my, how I yeah. value the guy. The way that I look at it, right. Is any team that is trading for him knows that they're going to be trading and signing him to a, that a big extension. So that has to factor into the compensation, right? The, the cost mm-hmm. of the player in terms of contract, in addition to giving away draft capital to get him. He's worth a mid-round pick. He is. Yeah. Uh, he's not Christian McCaffrey. He's close. He's not Christian McCaffrey. You're not going to get the same type of contract. Um, and it's just that's just the way it goes. That's the fact of it. That's the truth of the matter. Uh, I do want to bring up one interesting trade scenario. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Derwin James retweeted Dalvin Cook. Uh, and Dalvin Cook. I saw that. Yeah. And while it seems way off brand, right, like the Chargers trading Austin Eckler for Dalvin Cook straight up, let's just theoretically say that that's possible. Um, why would the Vikings do it? Vikings only have $4 million in cap space, and Dalvin Cook is on the books for – 10 million cap hit this year. Austin Eckler, uh, 6 million. So they would give themselves an additional 4 million cap space through the trade, and the Chargers get a legitimate downhill, real running back who's got power, who's shifty, who can do a little bit of everything. I think Dalvin Cook's a, a top five running back, top 10 running back in the league. I don't even know if it would be an upgrade. It might be just a, a one for one. You get a, a a player who's less of a receiving threat, but more of a true running back. Uh, why the Chargers would do it? That's where it gets a little bit hard because Dalvin Cook's under contract for multiple seasons. But the Vikings definitely, definitely need to go and get themselves some cap space. They need to figure out a way to 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 um, to 
fit under the cap and become a legitimate uh, threat next season. They have some holes that they need to fill. So I think Dalvin Cook could potentially be a trade candidate. I want to know what you think about uh, getting Dalvin Cook in a, in a trade for Austin Eckler. Yeah, I think, you know, it, it, it's fun to play Madden franchise owner, right? Um, it, it's fun to plug and play guys on this team and that team. Um, I think Dalvin's a phenomenal back. I think you hit it right on the head, a, a top five back in this league who has the more traditional skill set that you're looking for. And I think I, I, I want Eckler back. Um, and it's <laughs> I, I want Eckler back. And it's not like Dalvin Cook is a, a, a poor receiver. He's just not on the same level um, as a. He's Eckler, not the route runner. No, he, he's not. Um, he's a uh, get to the flats, give me the ball. Let me see what I can do with it. Kind of a pass catcher. Um, but th- there's a role, there's a role for that. Um, I think he, he brings you a lot more physicality to, to the, the, the running back room, something that we haven't really seen since Melvin Gordon was there. And then you have with cook, you, you, you don't have the, the goal line, uh, fumbling issue. Um, so I, I think he's a, he makes us a bigger threat in, in, in short yarded situations. I think he instantly kind of elevates the, the red zone where if you can get a guy who can get you three, four yards, every carry, uh, you're going to score a lot of touchdowns when you get into the red zone. Um, I just don't see, I, I I'd entertain it. I just don't see it happening. I think it was, you know, from Derwin James side, a, a guy that he's always liked a guy who he played college football with at Florida state. So I think it's just, guys being friendly just kind of wanting to promote you know their brothers in arms uh more than more like insight i i know a lot of people want to read into more than than what's there i think it's just a a guy rooting for a former teammate uh nothing more than that but i wouldn't well, mind here's having... the thing is why did delvin cook go and post that right like uh why like it's not like he's a free agent on the market like he's still got three years left on his contract like it, yeah it may it seem like there is at least interest or at least there was a conversation, a phone call, something happened sure. that went and and like he doesn't do that for no reason. Right. So it doesn't even have to be Austin Eckler. It could have been another team inquiring about him. Yeah. Uh, Alexander Madison's uh, a free agent and a player that they want to resign. Um, they don't have the funds to resign him, but there's got to be something brewing with him. And it doesn't, like I said, it doesn't have to be an Austin Eckler trade. It could be just another team inquiring, knowing that the Vikings have some cap issues right now and they need to fill out their roster. They were in the playoffs last season. They went on like a 13-4 and record, which is phenomenal. But just in the grand scheme of things, like there is something brewing, at least conversationally, that Dalvin Cook knows about. And it doesn't mean anything's imminent it just means that that conversation has been had and we know austin eckler is looking for a trade partner potentially chargers gave him permission to go and seek it so you know player for player if if you're tom telesco and you get this phone call from whoever the gm is from the vikings say hey we want austin eckler it gives us some cap space you get a dominant running back this season um, it's only going to cost you $4 million additional in cap this year to go and make that trade, and you get a legitimate running back. And you know, without a doubt, next season is going to be a cap casualty season. We're going to lose a lot of players. It's going to be very difficult for us. to. If it's an all-in year and you have the funds to make this happen, are you going to make the trade? Uh, well, we'll see. I, I think it's definitely an all-in type of move um especially for a guy like in an austin eckler's case who's not happy thinks he he can get more somewhere else um if you're going to trade that swap for swap for guys who are very similar yeah their skill sets are different but uh, just the value at from uh the position perspective uh i think it makes sense from both both sides when you break it down like that um i'd love to to see Dalvin Cook in in Powder Blue. I've always been a, a big fan of his. Um, and I also think it's a Kellen Moore type of running back. Sure. Big physical between the tackle guy, one cut, just get out of my way. Um, I, I think it makes sense from a lot of different avenues. 
well, you kind of just have to wait, wait it out because we're not in those behind the scenes meetings. So who knows what was said to Dalvin Cook? Uh, the last thing I kind of wanted to bring up and talk about, uh, there isn't a whole lot left to talk about. So what are your thoughts? There's two players that are still rumored to the Chargers. John Johnson, who uh, played under Brandon Staley with the Rams, who spent the last two seasons with the Browns. Uh, he just was released, and I know there's interest in the Chargers bringing him to go and play probably in front of Aloe Gilman. Uh, the Chargers love to, to, for as long as I can remember, they've always liked playing uh, three safeties pretty significantly, and this would be that guy. I know we have JT Woods on the roster, barely played last season, has tackling issues. John Johnson really fits the mold of what the, the Chargers want at that position, a guy who can tackle – uh, make tackles in space, which is super, super important. And it gives you additional time to go and develop JT Woods, who's under contract for the next three seasons. And you're not asking him to play a significant role next year. See how he develops in training camp. Uh, I'll talk about Dalton Schultz after. Let me get your thoughts on John Johnson. You, you making that move? Yeah, bring him down. Um, it, 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 I, I like I like the idea. Um, I think it makes sense as long as the Dollar figures add up to where we are at a, a, as a, a cap crunch team. Um, and that I love it for, for a couple of reasons. Um, for one, it doesn't force it doesn't force your hand with the Lowy Gilman situation. I, I think he's trending in the right direction, but you don't ever want to give a, a, a young up and coming guy too much than he can handle before it's time. Um, so it kind of allows you to continue to take him from a role player into a, a more defined role player into, into that starter. You're not making that jump from role player one year to starter. Um, it also gives you a true center fielder. Um, somebody that we haven't really had. You, you, you've seen the swings and misses um, with, with uh, Nasir Adderley over the years. Really bummed that that didn't kind of live up to the potential. I thought we were going to get a phenomenal player uh, when we drafted him, just didn't really live up to the bill billing there. Um, so I, I love it. I, 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 you, you get, you get Staley, another DB, another versatile DB um, to start playing chess, which he loves to do. You can't have too many DBs. Uh, if you're, if you, you're looking at it from Brandy Staley's perspective, it also frees up, I think our most important uh, chess piece on the defensive side and Derwin James. Um, he doesn't have to play free safety just because he's the only guy. Uh, it gives you a, a lot of different opportunities to exploit if you're Brandon Staley and, and the coordinator of that defense. So I'm excited. I, I would love to see it happen. Um, now, now the agents and the team have to come get on the same page as far as the money. Um, but, but I think it, it makes sense as it just, the player and in the scheme and what it is that we are trying to accomplish uh, as a defensive team, as a, as a defense. Yeah. And, you know, under Brandon Staley, like John Johnson went from relatively Phenomenal. unknown, a player that nobody really knew and a, and a kind of a crowded safety room. You're talking about Taylor rat being over there. Um, and they've had a lot of success having that physicality with the Rams in the secondary. And he, I think he would make a really great fit. Um, uh, LaMarcus Joyner was in that safety group as well. They've had a lot of good safeties over there, but John Johnson really made a name for himself, made himself a lot of money playing under Brandon Staley and, and a return makes a lot of sense. That's probably going to be a short one to two year deal. Um, I just wonder and question whether or not that if it's a position of need for the Chargers, especially knowing they only had $10 million in, in caps and spending space for this season they probably are have, and I don't know if you've had a chance to look it up yet. Morgan Fox contract, um, but I was just taking a look at. I haven't seen yeah, any numbers. It's going to be a little bit less that they have the ability to sign, and I, I just, I don't necessarily know if it's a need. Uh, you've got a third round draft pick from last season, JT Woods, that you're expecting to develop into more of the role that Brandon Staley wants from the position. John Johnson seems a little bit like a luxury. Is it a luxury uh, or is it important enough to go and, and make that type of signing? Well, yeah, no, I, I definitely do think it's more of a luxury than a necessity, um, especially with 
Well, and I, I think it really, I, I'm going back and forth and I'm kind of debating with myself in my head while I speak, um, just because we don't know how we're going to address the, the nickel corner situation, a position that is absolutely vital in Brandon Staley's defense. And Bryce Callahan absolutely locked it down last year. Um, it's not a guarantee he's coming back. If he doesn't come back, you're, you're, you're going to have to fill that void either through free agency um, or with the young and upcoming guys we got. I think Jaw Taylor played really well when he got snaps there. Um, you got some other young and up-and-coming guys who can help fill in here and there with Raheem, uh, with Raheem Lane and Leonard. Um, but then, you know, if you let Callahan leave, you're in a you're not in a, a as good of a situation as you are if you can re-sign that nickel cornerback. Um, if we get a nickel guy, a starting caliber nickel corner, I think the John Johnson addition is a little bit of a luxury. If you don't have that guy, another guy who can fill in that nickel, you could slot a couple different guys there at nickel. Um, I think it becomes a, a more entertain. You can entertain it a couple different ways um, more than you can now. Uh, I just think we have to. Take it step so here, at a time. Let me time. throw this out there for you. In terms yeah. of that nickel cornerback position, right? Mm-hmm. Could you not put Derwin James in the nickel and have the Loey Gilman? And or you, I feel like that nickel position doesn't need to be a corner. It no. needs to be somebody who's physical, uh, somebody who can run and tackle uh, and and can cover, right? And that doesn't need to be a corner. It typically, no, it is. But you're seeing a lot of safeties, right, that are coming in and playing in that corner. Think about Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson played safety, also played corner, right? But he was he was able to kind of move around. Uh, Jimmy Ward, another player who started out at safety, now is one, like one of the best corners out in the NFL right now. So I don't think you necessarily have to have a corner. You can play John Johnson in that nickel yeah. position. You can move Aloy Gilman down. You can play Derwin James. And now you've knocked out multiple – You've you've gone and been able to, to create that – that need by signing a player that you wouldn't have expected to play in that position. Right. And you know, intuitively, you know, that JC Jackson's still on this roster. He's going to be coming back during the season. You've got, um, uh, Sante Samuel jr. Who can play in the slot. You know, you can sign somebody like John Johnson here and be able to fill that role until JC Jackson comes back. You know, if JC Jackson comes back, we, Uh-oh. Am I frozen or are you frozen? Uh, looks like I'm still here. Uh, anyways, I'm going to go ahead and talk... Oh, there you are, Zach. Lost you I got, for a second. I know. Um, what's up? I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So moving on from that, uh, we talked a little bit about that. Let's talk about Dalton Schultz. What are your thoughts on Dalton Schultz? Uh, is he a player that also is kind of a luxury, or do you think that's a need, knowing that Kellen Moore is plays a lot of two tight end sets, and he comes from that system, and there's a lot of interest with Dalton Schultz? Yeah, I, I – I think it's, I think it's a more of a need than uh, another safety on this roster, um, especially with like you mentioned, Kellen Moore loves his double tight end sets, and I'm really excited for it because I think we have some some guys in in Donald Parham, um, and if we bring Gerald McKitty back or, or Gerald Everett back, um, guys who are not necessarily legit tight end ones. But if you give them in a system where they're tight end two, they're not getting the best uh, interior defender as far as the DBs go. I, I think that just elevates their game. And so I, I think we are still missing that true all-around tight end one who can block for you in the run game, who can catch passes over the middle down the seam. Um, so I, I think it brings a lot to this offense. The, the scheme fit is there. The familiarity is there. I, I think tight end is a much bigger need than another safety. Um, I think we desperately need 
the next heir apparent to obviously no one's ever going to be Antonio Gates, but at least when we had Hunter Henry in house, there was a sense of this, the position secure. Can you hear me? Sorry. I went on mute because my dog's okay. barking. Oh, gotcha. Um, no, I, I think, I think the fit makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think we're desperately needing a true tight end one who can give you everything that you need from the position. I love Gerald Everett's pass catching ability very limited as far as a, a run blocker. Um, so, and then you're taking a look at Dalton Schultz right there. He is phenomenal out in space, uh, moving guys out of the way. So his, his, the guys behind him can make a play. So I, I think it makes a lot of sense. Again, we're going to have to talk about the money. Um, it, it all comes down to the money when you're the chargers and you're messing around with $5 million to spend. Um, so it, it makes sense. If we can get a deal done, I, I like the player. Um, I like his his age, uh, a guy who's just entering into his prime. Um, and then you're giving uh, uh, Justin Herbert another safety blanket at a, a position where, at this point, he's made Jared Cook look relevant. He's given <laughs> Gerald Everett his best season as a, a, a pro. Um, so I'd love to see what he could do with a Hunter Henry style of of tight end who you don't necessarily need to take out um on, on a rep to rep basis just because of oh this guy can't block he's just a pass catcher so I, I think he gives you a lot more versatility to the position and i think it just elevates the group because you got a guy a lot of guys who could do some things not all of it he's the all-around guy who kind of ties it, the group together so I'd like to see it happen if it materializes at this point i just don't see the money working this guy is due yeah, a lot of money the issue right it's the money and then you also take into account the really really strong draft class that we have that too, it is right. a luxury right like it's not a need gerald everett i i don't know why a lot of people seem to be very down on gerald everett and i thought gerald I everett had a phenomenal season as somebody who had to take way more targets than he probably needed because of all the injuries mm. and well, uh, Dalton Schultz is a much better run blocker, as you're seeing here. Like, absolutely much, much He's better great. run blocker, better overall tight end. I still think it's a luxury, especially when you got guys like like uh, Darnell Washington, right? Michael Mayer, who could potentially be a target for the Chargers. Uh, Kincaid. I mean, it's there's, a there's bunch so dudes. many tight ends in this draft class where you might not need to go and get a Dalton Schultz at, you know, five, six, seven, eight million dollars a year, potentially more, because I still think that like he was like third in the NFL in receiving yards like last season, right? And among tight ends. So like he's a he's a threat as a he's a threat. Don't get me wrong. Like he's a threat. He's a player. He breaks tackles. He does a lot. I just don't know if it's the signing that the Chargers need. And I don't think he's gonna stay on the market. So if they're going to, to sign him, they need to do it soon. Uh, and there is that familiarity with Kellen Moore, who is off offensive coordinator. I just it seems more like a luxury to me, even though we know that the Chargers play a lot of two tight end sets under Kellen Moore. It's going to happen. Um, there's a lot of there's a good six tight ends who could come in and play significant roles in the draft and play them well. So that's the hard part is whether or not you decide to get it in the draft or you decide that you need Dalton Schultz. Now um, we'll have to go and see what ends up happening out of that. Um, to kind of close things out on this, uh, there are a handful of free agents that the chargers need to, I guess, resign. The, the biggest one for me is JK Scott. Uh, JK Scott, I think is super, super valuable. I'm really surprised they haven't come to a agreement of some sort. Uh, Bryce Callahan is out there. If they are going to resign Bryce Callahan, it's probably going to be after the draft. He's going to be a 32-year-old slot corner who yeah. didn't have a big market last season and was not super expensive. Um, those are the, the two guys that I'm still waiting on that I'm most interested in. So uh, any closing remarks, Zach, on those players or any other players, if you're not completely frozen, I'm trying to keep talking so that you can unfreeze. Uh you can't Go hear ahead. Me. Oh, I am frozen. Oh, I can um, hear you. I didn't know if uh, you were frozen or not. Any closing remarks? It goes in and out. No, I'm just excited that the the offseason 
is, is barely an off season, right? I feel like we were just watching the Super Bowl. Um, but just like that, the unofficial start to the 2023 season, it's going to be hell of a ride. Way more excited than I, I thought I was going to be. Um, just several hours into free agency. Seems like there's a lot more work to to be done. Um, excited to see what steps the Chargers take to expand this this Super Bowl window that they believe they have. And I'm kind of buying into it. I'm, I'm excited to get some more deals done and, and get a better picture of what this team is going to look like um, come opening day. Yeah, I'm excited to see what it's going to look like. We got a couple. Um, we got a lot of pro days coming up. The NFL draft is just around the corner. We're talking about uh, 45 days until that happens. And then I guess I'll kind of just break this down to kind of close things off. Uh, if you take a look in my background, if you take a look in my background right now, you're going to see a ton of Ooh. stuff that we plan on giving away. Uh, got a lot of stuff in the background here that was donated to us. I'm going to give it all away. So there's a Darren Sproles jersey. Um, see if you guys can take a look a little bit. All the stuff uh, on the couch, right? You're not giving yeah. away your jerseys. Not that stuff. That's all mine. All the, the Eckler, Herbert, Charlie Joyner, Sean Merriman, Philip Rivers jerseys are mine. But at the bottom there, all of this stuff was donated. And we're going to be giving it all away here in a couple of weeks. We're thinking about doing some sort of type of draft giveaway. Uh, we'll let you guys know what that ends up looking like here soon. Uh, but I'm excited to get this out because there's a lot of stuff there. There's some signed footballs. Um, there's some uh, Darren Sproles jersey. There's a little mini helmet. There's a lot of stuff in the background, some nice jackets, uh, stuff that we're going to be giving away. We'll figure out how we plan on doing that here soon. Uh, kind of brainstorm a little bit and see you know, how we can get this out to our fans. But that's all I've got, and we'll talk to you guys next week.